Hello, 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 sweet friends, and welcome to Moving Into Light. I'm Lisa Renee, the podcast host, and I am so grateful to have you joining me on episode 104 today. If you are new here, thank you so much for finding me, for hopping on, and for giving this podcast a listen. It's just my space where I share the tools and the tips and all of the things that I do for myself, my friends, and I teach to my clients to keep us all moving into light and away from darkness. And there's plenty of dark around, but the idea is let's talk about, let's share, let's process, let's keep moving into light. I feel it's such an important thing for us all to do right now, especially with where we are on the planet. Before we get started in today's topic, because it's kind of a thick one, I want to just let you know that there are still a few spots remaining for our... Um, Nourish Retreat, which is September 16th, 17th, and 18th here at the Sylvan Well. If you are interested in seeing the itinerary, figuring out where we work and our sanctuary and how it's all laying itself out, it's so exciting. Um, you can visit the sylvanwell.com. It's the S-Y-L-V-A-N-W-E-L-L.com. And um, we do have a few spots open still. And it's going to be an amazing weekend. It kind of kicks off our retreat space. And so we have one cottage completely full and we're working on filling the other right now. So if you are interested, if you need some yoga, some meditation, some amazing organic food, you want to go on a trail ride with the horses or you just want to do some mindful hiking, we've got a great itinerary scheduled for the weekend. So be sure to check that out. And if you are interested in the work that I do, it's lisa-renee, L-I-S-A-R-E-N-E-E.com. I will link both of my websites in the show notes. I work as a holistic nutritionist and intuitive healer. I read Akashic Records. I put out this podcast. I also do a Wednesday morning email that's called the weekly and it's a channeled message i never know the source until i sit down to type it up some of them are very um, unique most of them are very um, appropriate for the day i guess they're all appropriate but some of them resonate with me a little more than others at times but i'm sure that they are perfect in their own right because there's somebody out there who needs to hear exactly what that message is. So if you aren't subscribed to the weekly, I encourage you to visit my website, click on the weekly tab and just put in your email. The only thing I will send you is a Wednesday morning email with the channeled message. I think that is all of our housekeeping. <clears throat> so welcome to moving into light. It's great to sit down in this space again and record and process and talk to you. There's a lot going on right now in my life and around the world, and it's heavy stuff. And I sat last night for a while and did something I do not normally do. I turned on the news, um, and very unfortunately, it, uh, incredibly sad is this school shooting from last night. Um, I am recording this on Wednesday, the 25th. I try to do my recordings on Wednesday for Friday, but as you know, they've been very sporadic lately. I'm trying to get back into the habit of a Wednesday recording for a Friday podcast. So anyway, um, I don't want to go into the shooting or this trauma that has happened multiple times in the United States in recent years. That's not what I want to talk about. 
because we could all debate that. We could all talk about gun control. We could all talk about childhood and children's safety in schools. And there are so many issues linked to that topic, but they're all political. I don't want to go into the political. That's not my realm. It's not how I feel. It's not how I usually think. But some things really occurred to me last night as I sat for probably 45 minutes or so and watched um, watched the news to see what actually had happened and what was going on. Uh, granted, there's always a slant when we're talking about watching the news. But all of that aside, I was watching for, for just the knowledge of, of where we are and what was happening. And this is the topic that I really want to dive into with you today. It's the idea of exit points or our death days. And I watched the news and I kept thinking to myself, did all 16, then 17, then 18 of these children choose this scene, this setting as their exit point? And that thought kept reverberating. It kept coming through my head. Is this, was this their choice? Was this what they came here to do? Is this how they came onto the planet with the intention of leaving? And if you know me, if you've been following me for a while, you know that I do most of my intuitive work, my channeling work first thing in the morning. And so when I got up this morning, this idea of our exit points was really kind of floating around. And so I sat down at my desk for a while to channel some information, to have a chat with spirit, to see what I could bring to the forefront in my own mind and what understandings I could understand, what I could, how I could wrap my head around this because it seems so senseless, 18 young children, right? And then I, you know, I had my own four-year-old hop up and crawl in bed with me this morning and my heart just broke because I thought, wow, imagine, you know, dropping him off at school never even pondering the idea that it might be his last day or the last time I gave him a hug or the last time I kissed him goodbye or I it just it hit me it hit me right in the heart center and I was up for quite a long time last night I do know better than to watch the news I rarely turn the television on like that Um, but for some reason I felt like I needed to turn it on and I needed to understand and I I feel like it, it was important work so I'm still processing, but I want to share this idea with you because I work, I've worked with hundreds of clients at this point, and we always talk in their Akashic records. If you are new here, the Akashic records are the, are the written contracts that your soul has with spirit for all of the lifetimes you'll lead, for all of the things that you wish to experience, the people you'll meet, the ideas you will form, the the processing that you will do, the programming or the reprogramming or the unprogramming you will go through, all of these things, everything your soul is meant to experience is recorded in this contract, in these Akashic records. And I believe this. I have been doing this work for years. I believe that this is truth, right? When I work with my clients' guides, masters or teachers, loved ones on the other side, I believe that what comes through from the Akashic Records is valid and it is truth. And I don't question it, ever. So then I looked at these 18 little faces and I thought, okay, somebody up there needs to explain to me 
how this works. Did all 18 of those children come in with the idea that this was their exit point? Or is this a free will choice by a, an 18-year-old man who, I'm not going to make any judgments, who, who committed this act and these children all passed away? You know, how does this work? And I want to talk to you about this today because I have always believed that in our lifetimes, we have a few exit points. We have these times where we can choose to leave or we can choose to stay. And eventually we're going to hit an exit point where we don't have choice. We will leave the planet. Our soul will go back to the light. Our body will be cremated or be buried. And we will, our soul will return to light. I believe that. So how do I wrap my head around these children? And what I was gifted this morning is the information that I want to share with you today. Because I think it's valid. I think it's something that we don't often discuss, at least in our society. If we were to travel to India, as I have been told and as I have studied, death is not the same fear that it is here in Western culture. And we don't talk about death a lot. We don't have this open dialogue. Death is kind of one of those hush-hush things. At least in my lifetime, it has been. And if you are a Christian, you are raised in a church to believe that you come onto the planet, you have to believe in Christ and God, you have to be saved or you have to be baptized. And when you've lived this good life, you leave the planet and you return to heaven with God. If you've lived a bad life or you've done sinful things or negative things, you go to hell. Please note, those are not my views. <laughs> At one time, I was conditioned in the Catholic Church to believe all of that. I taught it to my children when they were quite young. I don't believe it any longer. I don't believe it. But anyway, um, I was watching these, <laughs> these, these faces on TV and wondering about exit points. And the message that was coming through quite clearly for me this morning was... Yes, Lisa, these children all had a destiny. Some of them had this as the final exit point because they were here. They came onto the planet to teach. So maybe they had parents who needed to learn about loss or grief. They were here to teach. Maybe they are here to teach the United States about guns. Maybe and I'm grasping here because I'm just trying to put it into context. I don't know what their lessons were, but they were here for very specific reasons to teach, to be guides. And they had a destiny to leave the planet yesterday. And we look at this and we say, it's so sad. It's, it's, it's so heartbreaking. And it is. I get it. I do. But I also believe that they, these children, had a destiny to fulfill while they were on the planet. And what if they did all they were meant to do and this was their final place, their final exit point. This is where they had to go. I believe it. It's hard because we're talking about seven, eight, nine-year-old children. But that was their destiny. They came onto the planet knowing they were here for seven years or nine years or whatever. 
and they live these abundant great lives and obviously in this real world 3d planetary time they didn't know it was their destiny to leave but their soul knew their soul absolutely knew that yesterday was their last day they had lived completely fulfilling all they were required to do while on the planet and it is sad. It's heartbreaking. I can't imagine. I can't even begin to put myself in the position of the parents, the schools, the relatives, the families. I, and I can't go into it fully because empathically, um, you know, it sticks. I feel it in my physical body. And I am going to choose not to feel that in my physical body right now. However, there were some of those children that had multiple exit points, just like we all do. We have multiple exit points. I was working with a client not long ago and we discussed her exit points. She was in a car wreck and she should have passed away. Like by all the data, all of the maps, all of the graphs, she should not be here still. And she is, and she's looking at why. Well, because that was an exit point that she had an option with. She chose to stay. These children who had multiple exit points, this was a multiple exit point for some of them, not for all of them. And what that basically means was, yes, their soul could come choose, choose to stay here or could come to the realization that it was time to go. It's a soul contract. And the soul was in connection with spirit and there was an agreement whether to stay or to leave now the free will of the shooter and I don't even like that word um, comes into play because he could have chosen differently any of those children could have chosen to stand up or to crawl under their desk or to move or to and there's always free will human choice. And this is a tough one. It's a tough one for all of us to wrap our head around. Um, but there is, there's divinity in the moment of leaving the planet or of choosing to stay. And my guides were very, very clear on this topic this morning. Um, they were very clear in showing me that some people have exit points that are non-negotiable. We all have multiple exit points. Some of them, the final one, is a non-negotiable. It's time to go. Go back to the light. And it's interesting for me to think about exit points. I have had um, two times in my life where I truly felt like I was not going to stay. I wasn't going to be here. One was an ectopic pregnancy years ago where... Um, well, to make a long story short, I was very ill. Um, the tube ruptured. I could have bled to death very quickly had I not um, gotten help immediately. And I remember in the moment of trying to get to the hospital thinking, if I leave now, I, I'm leaving my child or my children. And I remember having that thought. And I believe in that moment, in that single thought, I made my choice. There was another time where I had a, a car wreck, a head-on um, collision with a police car. And I didn't know what happened to me because it, was, it happened so quickly. 
And I remember coming out of my car in complete, um, like a stupor. I was completely stunned. Um, and I remember thinking, I'm not sure if I'm hurt. I'm not sure if I'm alive. I'm alive. I'm standing up. I'm not dead. I'm standing up. And I remember having this very strange stream of thought processes, realizing that 30 seconds ago, five minutes ago, I was in my car and my soul made a choice whether to leave or to stay. And I chose to stay, but my body was not fully back in, my soul was not fully back in my body, if that makes any sense to you. And so I remember in those two moments thinking, am I leaving the planet? I think I still have work to do. I can remember having those thoughts and those are exit points. And so those of you who are listening, I'm sure there are those of you out there who have processed through some near-death experiences or some potential exit points. And what I want to gift to you today is the idea that these exit points are real. They are documented in your Akashic Records They are actual events that you are designed and meant to experience within your soul's journey. It was designed perfectly for you to learn whatever lessons were in the moment, for you to process deeply the information that you needed from that time period or from that experience. These exit points are are very much on our destiny line. They're very important. And if you don't process through them, if you skip over them or you don't acknowledge them, then you're missing the point. You're missing the lesson. Which leads me to the idea that there were children in that school yesterday who survived. Some of them didn't even come close to getting in harm's way. It was not an exit point choice. Some of those children potentially could have been in harm's way And their soul made the choice to not take the exit. Maybe they, I I, I can't even imagine the situation. Maybe they, they hid. Maybe they covered their face. Maybe they laid very still. I don't know. I don't even want to go into it. But, but the idea of exit points is valuable. And we as human beings need to be prepared for potential exit points. Why do I ask why do I say that? I say that because we all are being op, uh, given the option to look at these exit points. I'm going to invite you today to look back over your life and look at your potential exit points. If you are living your best life, I can guarantee there may have been I guarantee there may have been. (laughs) There probably has been a point where you found yourself in some sort of danger and some sort of situation that might have felt like an exit point. Think back to what happened before, what happened during, what happened after. How did your soul react? What were your gut feelings? What what was your headspace like? What was your mental state like? When we experience something that hits us, and makes us really come face to face with our own mortality, it changes us. It changes us deeply. I will guarantee that for that small town in Texas, many, many, many people have been changed deeply as of yesterday. 
Many of those people will never return to a, a sense of normalcy or a feeling of safety. And that's how fear and exit points can affect us. It can, but that means there are other options. It can also, these exit points in this fear can also propel us to learn more about ourselves, more about our life, our journey, our destiny, our decisions, our purpose, our calling. And it really truly is up to you to decide what you do with this information. What do you do with the idea that we have exit points and what if we take them and what if we choose not to? And what do we do with that information? How does it change us? So I'm going to invite you to look at any time in your life where it may have felt like an exit point and really examine it. Dive into it. Give it. Give yourself grace. Pay attention to your emotions. Let the tears flow. Maybe you're, you're, you will experience waves of gratitude that you are still here. Maybe it's strong feelings of grief because you haven't really made changes since that experience and it should have changed you. I say should because all of the plans, all of the, um, you know, all of the um, ideas were laid in front of you for change and maybe you've chosen not to work on the things or not to change. So whatever it looks like, but it's, it's fine, but you have to look at it. You have to dive deep. You have to go deeply into your own self, into your knowing, and really check this out. Now, the other part of all of this is that if you have yet to face your own mortality, if you have not given some thought as to what it will be like when you cross back over into the light, I would encourage you to spend some time with it. Not coming to that thought process or that conversation or those emotions from a place of fear, but a place of excitement or maybe of curiosity. We all want to understand death and life on the other side. I don't like the word death because I feel like it's a transition. Transitioning to a different form. We're not leaving. Our soul is not dying. We are not dead. We are transitioning to a different life existence. So right now we're in this human being. We're in human form. We're in physical form. We're physical in nature. When we cross back over into the light, we'll be in soul form. We'll be in light form. We'll have energy, an energy body where we don't have a physical body. Is our soul still intact? Yes. Yes, absolutely. And if you have never given this any thought or done any reading or any research I encourage you to go beyond the precepts or what is taught through Christianity and go a little deeper. Go with your knowing. You know, from a very small age, I was never afraid of death. Um, I can remember, you know, being quite young and being on a plane that was very, very unsettled, a lot of shaking, rattling, whatever. And it didn't upset me. Because I remember being, I was probably eight or nine. I remember thinking the worst that can happen is I go back to light. And I remember having that thought when I was about eight years old, second grade, maybe third grade. And I can just return to light. And when we realize that this is just part of the journey, this physical earthly body, physical body is just part of the journey we're going to be called back to light very soon. How soon is, you know, different for all of us, but 
but soon in the grand scheme of things. And so I encourage you to get comfortable with death. I encourage you to look at transitioning and use the word transition. If death promotes fear or propels you into a state of anxiety, don't use the word death. Use the word transition because it's more truthful. Death sounds like a final finality, you know, like it's over. Transition means you're changing shape, you're changing form, you're moving from one thing to the next. And I love the word transition. I'm going to try to remember to use that word when I'm talking about someone crossing over instead of death because it's more truthful. We're just transitioning, we're, we're changing shape, we're changing form. And so some of those children yesterday, this was their determined exit point. They had done all they were required to do, and so they exited. Some of those children, it was a possible potential exit point, and the free will of themselves or the free will of the shooter or the free will of, you know, the school or the situation or, you know, how early they changed classes that day or the free will of all involved may have been what kept them here. And free will is free will. And we all have these exit points as humans, and we all have free will as humans. Do I pray for those families? Absolutely. Do I um, send you know healing thoughts and energy of peace and calm to all involved? Absolutely. Um, you know, I, there's a big movement right now that say thoughts and prayers aren't enough. Well, sometimes thoughts and prayers are all that we can offer. Can we vote in different politicians? Absolutely. Can we go down the political line of thinking? We can, but in this moment, what can I do? I can pray. I can meditate on those souls that they find peace and healing. And you can do the same. And so I would encourage you when these kinds of traumatic things occur, ask yourself, what can you do in the moment? You can breathe. You can pray. You can meditate. You can hug your own children a little tighter. You can sit in gratitude for your own safety. You can ask that light be shed. And this shooter, this 18-year-old man who, who created this trauma, may he be understood in light, with compassion. I know it was an evil thing, but we are required to hold compassion. You know, there's so much that says... We can't control other people, but we can control how we react. And how we react must be with compassion, must be with joy, must be with illumination, must be with a heart that offers love. Even in the hard moments, even with death, even with murder, even with trauma, find compassion for something. Because when you go into fear or hate or anger, you are lowering your own vibration. And that does no one any good. No one at all. So I invite you to think about exit points. I invite you to think about your own soul's journey and maybe the soul's journey of those around you and kind of look into this idea of exit points and think about how this topic has impacted you. Maybe recently, maybe you've lost someone dear to you. Um, Maybe just because you've turned on the news and you're seeing what's unfolding in front of our eyes, whatever it is, I invite you to sit with it, not in fear, maybe out of curiosity, 
Maybe this is your time to dive into this. Maybe you are here now listening to Moving Into Light because it is time for you to awaken to some new ideas about transitioning, about moving back to light, about moving into light. So you know yourself best. You know your soul's journey. The Akashic Records are available to you. You can invite yourself into your own Akashic Records, connect with your guides, or reach out, and I'd be happy to do a consultation session with you. And just know that your exit points are real. They are potentials. Talk to people, read books about near-death experiences. Dive into this issue so that you have a full understanding about what transitioning really means. And so as we uncover truths, we're dislodging fear. And we can't be in light and be in fear at the same time, right? So it's a lot. It's heavy energy. I invite you to send your prayers. Stay in a place of compassion. Offer love. Meditate on your own soul's journey. Seek the inspiration. Find the knowledge that you need. It will serve you well. I know that, I promise. I think that's all for today's podcast. I hope you are healthy and happy and whole, even in our crazy world filled with experiences meant to trigger us and move us and teach us. So I hope you're being moved and I hope you're learning and I hope all's well in your world. Know that I'm sending you many blessings and thank you for tuning into today's podcast and I will be back again next Friday. Have a great day.